Side. This podcast is brought to you via the Basketball Podcast Network, and I'm your host, L.A. Ray. L.A. Ray was a name given to me by a relative of mine because I just love L.A. sports so much, uh, whether it's the Lakers, Clippers, Bruins, Trojans, Dodgers, you name it. If they're playing in L.A., I love it. And again, this is my second episode for the uh, L.A. Courtside um, podcast. And our topic today, or my topic today, would be uh, the Lakers, of course, and the Clippers. And is this really a rivalry? Is it a rivalry rivalry in a true sense of the word, or is this uh, the Clippers just trying to gain some respect in the L.A. area, since, of course, the L.A. Lakers have a foothold in that area. Uh, but the Clippers are a team that um, has aspirations of winning the NBA championship just like the Lakers have this year. So I'm going to talk about that as my main topic uh, for this second show. I'll also talk about the Clippers and the Lakers start so far this season, do a little analysis of what's going on so far. Uh, on my show, I also have a couple of other segments. Uh, I've got a segment called the Courtside Comments, where I will comment on different news articles, player coach interviews, uh, tweets from the Twitter sphere, uh, from LA basketball fans and things of that nature. Uh, I have a couple of interesting ones on the uh, docket for today. I also have a segment uh, that I call just around the NBA. So 80% of the show will be, of course, the Lakers and the Clippers. But I'll also have a segment where I'll touch on a couple of topics, maybe a couple of players, interesting players, what they're doing or a couple of other teams other than the Lakers and the Clippers, uh, what those teams are doing and uh, analyze that situation as well. Uh, I also have a segment called We Love LA, uh, where I'll talk about other interesting things in the LA area, including uh, touching somewhat maybe on football, like today I have a uh, LA Rams topic, also a Chargers topic, uh, it won't be anything that's uh, long and drawn out, as this is a basketball show, as I mentioned. But uh, there's other interesting things going on in and around the L.A. area, L.A. current events and things like that. So I'll touch on that as well. And then after that, I'll close the show out with some uh, shout outs for uh, different people who have uh, helped me out in this podcast and uh, assisted me and things like that. Uh, some of my other fellow um, writers. I'm a uh, independent writer for the Clipperholics uh, on the fansighted.com uh, website where I write uh, different articles about the LA Clippers. Uh, so uh, that is really the basis of my show. And uh, let's start off with this rivalry topic here. So the Clippers and the Lakers, is this really a rivalry? You know, a rivalry in the truest sense of the the sports world. When I think of rivalries myself, I think of, um, especially like in college football, for example, USC versus UCLA. Talk about uh, LA area football. 
uh, that's a rivalry. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State. I'm originally from Michigan, so that is a huge rivalry there. You have Alabama and Auburn in college football. That's a rivalry. And then going back in the day, uh, again, if you if you caught the first episode of uh, my podcast, um, I mentioned that I like uh, everything old school, especially music. And I will be uh, dropping some uh, old school music clips in my podcast uh, moving forward. But back in the day, you had the Lakers and the Celtics, you know, with the Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird uh, back in the D.A.Y. That was a huge rivalry. There was no question about it that that was a rivalry. Uh, Bulls and the Pistons, for example, uh, back in the day. Bulls and the New York Knicks back in the day. Those teams actually hated each other. And I'm not so sure that we have that here with the Lakers and the Clippers. Uh, there may be a little bit of that that's going on, but uh, I'll delve into that and um, and uh, see if we, what we can come up with. But the website, I'm sorry, the Webster's uh, definition of rivalry simply states it's, it's a competition for the same objective or for superiority in the same field. So do the Clippers, you know, do they consider this a rivalry? Or again, are they just trying to gain some acceptance, so to speak, or uh, respect of LA sports fans, you know, that live and die with the Lakers. We all know that the Lakers, of course, have been around uh, much, much longer in the LA area, at least. I believe the Clippers did not come to Los Angeles until around 1984 or something like that. And they haven't had, you know, any success. They haven't won any uh, NBA championships or anything like that. They've made the playoffs uh, lately, but it seems like they're still in the shadow of the Lakers. And this is going to be the year where they really have an opportunity to come out of that shadow and, and win an NBA championship. The best way to do that, of course, is to win the NBA title. And in my personal opinion, I think the Lakers and the Clippers are the two best teams in the Western Conference. And this podcast uh, is really going to focus on both of those teams uh, instead of just one team. Because in my opinion, I, I think they're going to make the Western Conference Finals. So all throughout the year, I'll be talking about Clippers, Lakers. Clippers, Lakers. What are they doing um, when they go up against each other? How are those games going? Um, hopefully there's no injuries or anything that will derail uh, both their efforts in trying to win a championship. But um, that's what this podcast is going to be all about. There's uh, segments of fans in Los Angeles, of course, um, that like, you know, they like the Lakers. And again, the Lakers have been around for the longest. But you also have a lot of Clippers fans that's out in, um, in Hollywood land, as I call it, uh, as well. And then you also have uh, unbiased fans like myself who like both teams. Uh, again, uh, my name is L.A. Ray, and I do like both teams. I'm able to give an unbiased opinion on what's going on with the Lakers uh, and the Clippers, which I think is kind of refreshing. So there are fans out there that, that like both teams and want to see both teams do well, but only one team can win the NBA championship, of course. And the Clippers, they want desperately, desperately to get on that level uh, that the Lakers have had, um, it seems like, forever. You know, going all the way back to uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, of course, Magic Johnson with the Showtime teams, Kobe Bryant, 
uh, Shaquille O'Neal, and then now you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So it seems like it goes on and on with the Lakers. And then and the Clippers, it, it, for what it seems like, is trying to get their foot in the door. Um, both teams before COVID, um, you know, when we don't have any fans in the stands, uh, when you go to a Clippers game, the, the stands are filled with people. Uh, and, of course, the Lakers game, they're, they're filled with people as well. Uh, both teams have, you know, celebrities attending their games. Um, so the Clippers and the Lakers, they don't lack fans. Okay, if the old adage goes, if you win, the people will come. The people will come and see you play. So, uh, uh, again, for the rest of this year, I'll be talking about uh, this budding rivalry between these two teams. And there's a lot of subplots that's very, very interesting that's going to make this um, – uh, rivalry between these two teams a little juicier. Uh, for example, like Paul George, for example, you know, he was born in, in an area called Palmdale, California, which is about 60 miles from uh, downtown Los Angeles. Uh, so you might as well just say he's, he's a, a L.A. guy, uh, but he plays for the Clippers. You know, how is he going to be received by Laker fans or how is he being received by, uh, by Laker fans? You know, Paul George was traded to the Clippers from uh, OKC, um, but during that time, you know, it, it, it seemed like if he had his choice, he would rather have been traded to the Clippers as opposed to the Lakers. Um, I thought he and LeBron James would be a nice, uh, you know, a nice combo. But um, somehow he ended up with the Lakers. I'm sorry, with the Clippers, which is fine. Uh, but that adds a little spice to this rivalry. And then Kawhi Leonard, you know, he was actually born in L.A. So... Uh, but he, you know, came over from Toronto to the Clippers as a free agent. And it didn't seem like he uh, didn't want to have anything to do with the Lakers as well. So, you know, that's an interesting subplot in this um, series as we go down the line. And then, uh, lastly, for a subplot, I talked about Montrez Harrell in my first episode and uh, how he left the Clippers and now with the Lakers and, you know, what he gave when he was with the Clippers and, you know, what he's going to give the Lakers moving forward. Um, he signed, of course, with the Lakers, so basically all he did was change the locker room. So uh, that's going to be an interesting subplot as well because some of the rumblings out of the uh, Clipper land is that Montrez um, has some issues with, say, Doc Rivers or the way that Doc Rivers um, handled Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and, load management and practices and things like that. He and Doc Rivers kind of went back and forth with uh, um, some Twitter uh, Twitter posts and interviews and things like that. So now Montrez Harrell is with the Lakers, and he wouldn't like anything better than to beat up on the Clippers and uh, bring the L.A. Lakers uh, a championship and uh, win himself a championship. So those are some interesting uh, subplots that, that we're going to be looking at all year uh, between these two teams. And then another interesting thing is, you know, celebrities uh, in L.A. You know, you're talking about L.A., that's Hollywood. So you have all kind of celebrities that show up at these games. Uh, some of them are huge Clipper fans. Some of them are huge Laker fans. And... Um, you know, they, they, they're on TV all the time or they're doing interviews all the time and they're, you know, talking about their team. I have an interesting uh, um, interview clip 
that I want to uh, let you listen to. It's by uh, Ice Cube, who, of course, was born in uh, South Central L.A. Ice Cube is a huge, and I mean a huge, L.A. Lakers fan. And uh, he had an interview, I believe it was last year, sometime in the summer, uh, on ESPN when he was talking about the Lakers. Uh, a very, very interesting uh, interview. So uh, let's take a listen. Uh, let's talk about NBA teams now. I saw <laughs> your interview in the LA Times. Yeah. Uh, I know you're a big Laker fan, so let's talk about the Clippers. The biggest Laker. Let, let's talk about the Clippers. Why? <laughs> because you said they should, just, they should just up and move. They should. And, and why do you say that? Because there's a lot of cities that need an NBA team. Mm -hmm. you know, don't the Seattle Clippers sound great? <laughs> Las Vegas Clippers don't they sound nice? I mean, it's, it's a, you know, Kansas City Clippers. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of places that could use a team. We don't need to. You know? And that's just the real. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, as they say, no disrespect. Right. But it's just the real. Okay. Now, that clip that you just heard from Ice Cube on the interview on ESPN, the music I had in the background was from Ice Cube called You Can Do It, again, from back in the day. Uh, as I mentioned in my first episode and in my promo, I will be dropping old school hits on you. It's just to add a different flavor to the podcast. You know, you always want to do something a little different than what everyone else is doing. So I hope everyone enjoys that. Uh, moving forward. But as you heard, uh, Ice Cube, now obviously he was being a little uh, facetious there, a um, little sarcastic uh, when he said, or maybe not, when he said, hey, we don't need two teams here. You know, how does the Las Vegas Clippers sound or the Kansas City Clippers or the Seattle Clippers? You know, how does that grab you? You know, listening to that, if you're a Clippers fan, uh, you're not going to take too kindly to that. But there's a lot of, uh, you know, celebrities and, and like I said, just different segments of the population of Los Angeles. Los Angeles is a big enough city or L.A. County or the whole uh, state of California, actually. You know, there's enough fans to go around for both of these teams. I mean, for God's sakes, they have two baseball teams. You have the Dodgers and the, and the Angels. Uh, of course, you have the two basketball teams. Um, you have two football teams, now the Chargers and the Rams, you know, two um, highly respected or major college football teams anyway in the UC, uh, USC Trojans and then the Bruins of UCLA. So there's a lot of fans that go around, and um, everybody has their preference, and I'm pretty sure a large segment of sports fans in Los Angeles who are Lakers fans would pretty much like to see the Clippers uh, vacate the premises. You know, it's, you know, it's almost like they may seem like, hey, it's like someone broke into our home, you know, violated our home. You know, who are these guys coming in from San Diego and, um, you know, infiltrating our territory, so to speak. So there's a lot of fans that are like that. And then on the flip side, you have the uh, Clippers fans. You have plenty of Clippers, Clippers fans that's in Los Angeles. Trust and believe that. Uh, but again, those fans are just itching, itching to win a championship so they can come out of the shadows of the uh, uh, the ghosts of the L.A. Lakers. 
And as I mentioned before, you know, you have celebrities that give their opinions. I have another clip that I'm going to uh, play real quick. This is from uh, Jalen Rose, who's a fellow Detroiter. Um, last year, he was being interviewed on one of the ESPN shows before the playoffs started. And uh, he expressed his opinion on who he thought was going to win this championship and why for the bubble championship. So uh, let's take a listen to that one. The Clippers are loaded, and this is going to be like an advanced, organized version of rec ball. They're disruptive defensively. They're the best team in the league at defending isolation plays. That's why the Clippers are my choice to make it to the NBA Finals out of the West. So there you have it. Jalen Rose, very well-respected basketball analyst on ESPN. His choice to win the NBA championship last year before the bubble playoff started was the L.A. Clippers. And he mentioned that in the clip. Uh, they had some uh, defensive prowess that maybe he didn't think the Lakers had. A very, very tough team. Uh, he mentioned like uh, playing rec ball. I believe he said that because no fans in the stand. So it's almost like playing, you know, five on five inside of a gym. Um, just a, or, or an asphalt. So, you know, Jalen Rose, again, very well respected, very, very well respected. And um, his choice was the Clippers. So I guess he had to eat a little crow there. By the way, the uh, background song there, old school, was Boogie Down Bronx. Uh, that song was out back in the mid-'80s as well, one of my all-time favorite songs. So, again, uh, you have different opinions from, you know, from celebrities, from uh, sports celebrities, from the people of uh, L.A., you have a segment that loves the Lakers and you have a segment that loves the Clippers. And as I've been mentioning in my podcast, uh, one of these two teams will win the NBA title. Uh, I really, really believe that. And because they are the two best teams in the NBA, you can say one and one A or one A and one B or whatever you want to call it. As far as the Clippers go, um, you know, if they want to feel like they've arrived in L.A., they're there. They're playing there. But it just seems like maybe, you know, maybe something's missing. You know, maybe maybe they're not feeling the love. Uh, but I tell you what, if they win a title, one title, that's all it's going to take. You know, you have fans come out the woodworks. You know how fickle fans are. They'll come out of the woodwork. They'll switch allegiances. They'll go from the Lakers to the Clippers. Or you may have some Clippers fans that have jumped the fence and went over to the Lakers. Or you may have the few like myself who, um, I guess, plays it safe, if you want to call it that, that loves both teams and just want to see both teams do well. And I just want to see one of these two teams win the championship. So, again, during the podcast all year round, uh, I'll be talking about this. Um, uh, and I'll have also uh, uh, interviews from um, – other podcasts, they like Lakers podcasts, other podcasts, Clippers podcasts. Um, if they're playing other teams, uh, let's say the Phoenix Suns, for example, um, one of the uh, podcasts that's part of the Basketball Podcast Network, uh, my buddy Gerald, you know, I'll have him on for an interview and we'll talk about the upcoming Lakers and Suns game or Clippers and Suns game. So uh, this podcast is going to be a lot of fun and um Looking forward to uh, a wonderful, wonderful basketball season. Again, another segment that I mentioned earlier uh, that I'll get into now is called Courtside Comments. 
And again, basically all this is is I'll find different uh, Twitter, Twitter sphere, I call it, tweets from maybe players, maybe coaches, or just people uh, who are on social media on Twitter uh, talking about the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, folks that are part of my uh, Twitter handle, LA Courtside Pod, or at LA Courtside Pod. And I'll just make little comments on them. So, for example, this is a Twitter comment from Phil from the uh, Clipper Nation, actually the Clipper Nation um, um, Twitter account. And this is regarding Montrez Harrell. You know, Montrez has been getting a lot, a lot of news lately. There's a lot of Clipper fans that are upset that he jumped ship. He hopped the fence. He went over to the other side, and he went to the Lakers. So Phil says, Trez, Trez, damn near made the uh, Clippers blow that 3-1 lead by himself. Then he leaked all of their problems or arguments to the media, not even a day after they lost. Then he signs with the biggest rival, the L.A. Lakers. Please, somebody arrest this blankety blank that I cannot say on this show. So you see a lot of tweets like that. There's a lot of Clippers fans out there who are absolutely upset at Montrez Harrell. They do not want him to win a championship. Uh, they think he's a traitor. And that just adds a little bit of spice. It adds a little bit of spice to the this budding rivalry here. And again, you see tweets like that all the time or on Facebook or Instagram, well, where people will um, express their true feelings. Um, by the way, on this show, uh, we will not have any vulgar language or anything like that. Um, that's not what we do here. Um, if there's something in a tweet that's vulgar like that, you may hear me say blankety blank or something like that. Um, we also won't talk about politics too much or at least promoting any um, you know, Democrat, Republican, or anything like that. Um, so we want to keep that kind of stuff out of the show. But in any event, you will find a lot of social media posts uh, in Laker and Clipper land back and forth. This next uh, courtside comment actually came from a player uh, by the name of LeBron James. He was on the Road Tripping podcast show uh, I believe sometime in December, that show was hosted by Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry, And uh, they were pretty much asking LeBron about the Clippers blowing that 3-1 lead against Denver when they were up double digits in the games that they lost and they, um, and they blew that lead. And, you know, now that I think about it, it, it still makes me mad. I mean, wh what are we doing here, Clippers? You know, you're up 3-1 and you blow that, uh, you know, three games in one lead. But in any event, they, they asked LeBron about that. And then here's what he says. He says, I couldn't believe it. To this day, I still can't believe it. Obviously, the better team won, meaning Denver. That's what happened. But still, because of all the blank talking that they were doing all year, talking about the Clippers, and exclude Paul and exclude Kawhi, uh, even exclude Trez, now, we all know that Trez is a, 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 a trash talker, um, and LeBron knows that as well. Um, but he goes on to say, obviously, we know who the trash talkers were. Now, in this particular interview, he was clearly 
talking about Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly, when the uh, uh, dynamic duo of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard got together, um, he was basically, I don't know, maybe uh, bragging, maybe that's a strong word, but um, well, maybe that's the right word for it. That, um, hey, we got the best dynamic duo, and, you know, the Clippers will win the championship. Now, there's nothing wrong with being optimistic, but if you're going to be out there trash talking, you better, you better back it up. Patrick Beverly is one of those guys that, you know, he's just a pesky guy. He will get under your skin. You know, he will do some trash talking. So, and the Clippers were kind of known as, as being that type of team. But, you know, they end up losing to Denver. And, um, you know, and LeBron James expressed his, uh, his shock that that happened. So, again, once we uh, get through this 2021 season or as we are progressing through this season and the Lakers and the Clippers are going to get together and play X number of games, I'm not sure how many off the top of my head, but uh, they'll play plenty of games against each other. And it'll be real interesting to see how Patrick Beverly plays in those games. You know, he may be one of those guys that, you know, has the target on his back. But Patrick Beverly, you know, he's not going to back down from anybody. Not LeBron James, not, not AD, not anybody, not Montrez, not anybody. So that's going to be really, really interesting to watch. Our next segment, or my next segment, would be uh, as far as the two teams right now, you know, how are these two teams doing right now in this early part of the season here? Both of these teams so far are 5-2 and two in this uh, young season, but I guess you can say the Clippers, they have the upper hand because they actually beat the Lakers um, in the first game of the season. And, uh, and then they also had a, a, a certain level of revenge by beating the uh, Denver Nuggets as well. But the Clippers also suffered an embarrassing an embarrassing loss to Dallas where they, they trailed in that game by 50 points at halftime. It was the most lopsided halftime deficit in NBA history. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. You know, Dallas, Dallas could have been up by 60 the way the Clippers were playing. So, uh, obviously, that was not a very good showing by the Clippers. Uh, so, that's an anomaly, though. You're, not gonna, you're rarely ever going to see that. Uh, may not even see that again in our lifetime. But um, it did happen to the Clippers, so they'll have to live with that one. But uh, as far as the rest of the, this young season, you know, Paul George is really, really playing well. You know, seems like he's on a mission. He wants to pretty much forget about what happened last year and how they blew the 3-1 lead and, you know, how he and Doc Rivers um, had their little Twitter spat after the season. He wants to put all that behind him, and he wants to go on and win a championship. So, He's on a mission. He's playing really, really well. You know, Kawhi is Kawhi. You're going to get from him what you get from him. You know what you're going to get from, from him. He is uh, a very, very outstanding player, uh, all-star player, and I'm sure a future Hall of Fame player. I mean, this guy gets in the lane. It's, it's, it's unbelievable what he does. He, you know, with those large hands of his, he, he gets into the lane or, or he does the turnaround fadeaway jumper from, from inside the lane or on the baseline, and nobody can stop that. You know, when he's on his game, you know, Kawhi Leonard is top three, four, easily in the league, easily. And um, he's playing well. Um, he had the unfortunate um, elbow to the, to the mouth and had all of those stitches. Um, 
courtesy of uh, Serge Ibaka, I believe. And um, Kawhi was kidding after the fact, saying, hey, whoever, whoever wants to make a trade for Ibaka, just uh, let us know what you want and we'll give it to you. But obviously he was uh, being a little sarcastic there. But um, uh, he's, you know, he's playing well. Kawhi is Kawhi. You know, the Clippers don't have to worry about anything there. Serge Ibaka, speaking to him, a huge addition. I mentioned this in my uh, very first podcast as uh, one of the key additions to the Clippers. You know, what he does is he spreads the floor uh, a little bit more than Montrez Harrell did when he was with the Clippers. And then with Ty, you know, Ty Lu being the coach, he runs a little bit more of a motion-type offense, uh, a little bit more fast-breaking when they have the opportunity. They're not, you know, the, the, the best fast-breaking team in the league, but – they will do it a little bit more than what they did last year. Serge Ibaka is going to play a huge role, huge role in the Clippers on whether or not they can win a championship this year. You know, he has that championship pedigree. He won one with Toronto when they won it, uh, when Kawhi was on that team. Um, he, would be, he would be a huge addition. So he's playing, you know, he's playing pretty well now. He's a, he's a pro's pro. You know, the Clippers don't have to worry about him either. You know, he's getting used to his, um, his new teammates. And, um, you know, the Clippers will be fine. Again, they've only played seven games. They're 5-2. And, two. and um, look for them and the Lakers to be head-to-head as far as, you know, number of wins, you know, before the season's over. They're only playing 72 games this year. So it's going to be real interesting to see which team gets to be the number one seed. As far as the Lakers go, uh, they did have, again, the opening loss to the Clippers. Um, but since then, they've won five out of their last six. The only loss was to the Trailblazers. And that game was a little disappointing. It seemed like they slept walk through that game, especially Anthony Davis. Um, you know, he didn't – it seemed like he didn't want to be out there for some reason. Uh, he was really lackadaisical on defense. You know, his offense really wasn't, you know, up to par. But, you know, you're going to have games like that. And then the Portland Trailblazers, you know, they're no joke. You know, they're, they're a really, really good team. You know, you got Damian Dame on that team, and he's a, he's a, a possible MB, MVP candidate. So, um, they're, they're, you know, Trailblazers are no joke. You know, there's, uh, there's no shame in losing to them. But, you know, they could have played a little bit harder in that game. Um, as far as LeBron goes, you know, LeBron's LeBron. You know, it looks like the guy will never age any. You know, uh, he's playing like a, like a spring chicken, you know, like he always does. I'm sure there'll be some uh, load management throughout the year when the Lakers have, uh, you know, the back-to-backs, you know, in the second games, you know, he may not play as many minutes. There may be some times where uh, the coach will, will sit him down, you know, uh, do the load management deal where he may not even play. Uh, Anthony Davis, you know, he's playing well, um, you know, other than that Trailblazers game. So, you know what you're going to get from him. He's, um, you know, he's a pro's pro. He's a top five player. He's also an MVP candidate as well. And then your newcomers you have. Uh, I spoke about this again in the uh, first episode of the uh, L.A. Courtside podcast. Uh, Trez again. Well, it seems like uh, Trez's name comes up all the time. And it seems like that's going to happen all year round. His name is always going to come up, whether, you know, what he was doing when he was with the Clippers and what he's doing now when he's with the Lakers. Um, so be prepared for that. We're going to talk a lot of Montrez Harrell uh, throughout the year. Uh, Mark Gasol, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's finding his way. He's a pro's pro. He's won a championship. And um, the most exciting one, in my opinion, is Dennis Schroeder. Um, 
the little dynamo, the, the bucket maker, as I call him. That dude has no shame in his game. He has no fear. He will go – he will drive to the basket against anybody. He doesn't care who's down there. Um, what I just want to see from him is just, you know, to be, be efficient. You know, don't turn the ball over. When you're, when you're out, you know, in the three-point land, go ahead and shoot that three-piece. You know, he can make that shot. Drive to the basket, dish. You know, he's not the uh, distributor – like uh, Rajon Rondo is, but uh, Shooter's not chopped liver either. So, again, you know, these are the two best teams in the Western Conference. I, you know, I'll, I'll keep you know, preaching that all year round. And, you know, I don't see anybody beating them. Not the Nuggets, not the, the Jazz, uh, not the Trailblazers, uh, certainly not the, the Houston Rockets. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are an interesting team. I, I don't think they'll make it to the Western Conference Finals or anything like that, but I think they may make the playoffs. Uh, if anything else, they got a, a very exciting team to watch over there with uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, but they won't make any noise against the Lakers and the uh, Clippers. No doubt about that. Uh, those two teams will make it in the NBA Finals. I'm sorry, the Western Conference Finals, and one of them will win the NBA championship. So we'll be looking forward to that all year round. My next segment I'm going to do is around the NBA. And this is when I'll talk about uh, just a couple of players or a couple of coaches or a couple of teams or a couple of situations that may be going on outside of the Clippers and the Lakers. time I hear that talk about old school takes me back in the day back in the mid 80s when basketball was really 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 good not to say it's not good now but uh NBA on NBC you knew you knew Jordan must have been coming on Isaiah Bird Magic you knew it as soon as you heard that song so I get really, really excited when I hear that. But anyway, every episode that I do and when I go around the NBA, you will hear that uh, a little small clip of that song. Just kind of takes me back in the day. But uh, the couple of players I just want to touch on really briefly around the NBA uh, that's uh, happened recently is uh, Steph Curry. I don't know if you all saw this. Uh, he scored 62 points on Sunday against Portland. I mean, I mean, this dude... This dude was hitting threes from who knows where. It seemed like from the stands. He had 31 points in the first half, 31 points in the second half. You know, three-point bombs, driving layups, you know, reverse layups. He has this uh, jab step, step back three uh, that he shoots. I mean, he was just on, on fire. Or you remember the, the term en fuego. En fuego. That's what Curry was on. I mean – Kid was 18 out of 31 in uh, his field goal uh, tries, including eight out of 16 from from the three piece. You know he's the best shooter of uh, this generation, bar none. Um, and and I was thinking about you know who who can we compare him to in the old school era? You know maybe you know Ray Allen. You know Ray Allen, Jesus Shuttlesworth, uh, one of the best shooters on the planet back in his day. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller, man, when Reggie got hot, 
You know, he's a very, very sh uh, good shooter, too. Larry Bird, excellent shooter, excellent shooter. Um, Steph Curry's dad. I don't know if any of you saw, ever saw Dale Curry play. Uh, if you haven't, uh, YouTube, get some clips. You can see where his boys get their shots from. Uh, that dude can shoot as well, but none of those guys compare to uh, Steph Curry. Um, and this Gold State team, you know, they're not going anywhere this year. Um, you know, they still have Draymond Green. They have James Wiseman. He's looking pretty good. The rookie, only 19 years old. Andrew Wiggins, that's eh, not a player I'm enamored with. I think he can get more out of his talent. Um, and then they have an injured Klay Thompson. And speaking of Klay Thompson, heck, he may be the second best shooter in the league, you know, behind his teammate Steph Curry. But if you all saw that game, if you have uh, NBA League Pass, NBA TV or anything like that, you can uh, – run back these games on demand. Go back and watch that 62-point game that that kid put up. Very, very impressive. The next guy, uh, Bradley Bill. Now, you know, Bradley Bill, it's a small sample size so far. He's averaging around 30 points per game so far this year. And, you know, he's really starting to flourish, uh, you know, since John Wall departed to Houston. Actually, uh, last year when, you know, Wall was injured for a lot of the year, and, uh, you know, Bill is really, you know, pretty much a go-to guy. He's always been a great shooter, you know, coming out of Florida. He can always shoot. Um, but he always kind of played in the shadow of uh, John Wall. You know, he handles the ball pretty decently. He's a, you know, pretty good distributor. Um, and he actually has the potential to lead the league in scoring. Now, what's going to be interesting to watch there is, you know, how will he mesh with the, you know, the ball-hungry uh, Russell Westbrook. Because, uh, you know, that dude loves to, to, to hog the basketball, I must say. Great player, great player. I don't know how those two are going to mesh, but it'll be interesting to see how well uh, Bill does throughout the rest of the season. Uh, it be really, really interesting to watch that. Um, the Washington team, you know, they're, you're not gonna, you know, they're not going to make too much noise uh, this year. But uh, when they are on, Bradley Bill is a guy that you want to watch play. He's really, really good. On my next segment, uh, the current events. You know, what else is happening in the L.A. area? Again, uh, you know, football is, uh, is a topic that I like to talk about. You know, this is a basketball show, again. But, you know, as long as uh, our teams are doing well in L.A., one of them is in the playoffs, uh, the other is an up-and-coming team. So I'll give you my two cents on what's going on uh, on the gridiron in Los Angeles. Gotta love it. Gotta love it, baby. Love L.A. Yeah. Love it. We love it. So, again, during this segment, I want to talk about a couple of things real quick. Uh, nothing major. Uh, starting with the L.A. Rams, just real quick. They did get into the playoffs with the win over the Cardinals. Um, the unfortunate thing for them is uh, they have a wild card game against number three seed Seattle in Seattle. It's going to be a tough task there. Um, not sure what's going on with the Rams. They did make the playoffs, so I'll give you kudos for that. Um, that's going to be a tough game for them to win. And I don't know if uh, golf – and or McVay, uh, either one of them will remain in 2021. Let's say, for example, Seattle just beats them up pretty bad and uh, send them on their way. Uh, one of these guys, uh, I believe, won't be there in 2021. 
you know, let's um, I'll be optimistic. You know, hopefully they can upset the Seahawks uh, in advance. You know, the Rams have a good team. You know, they're not chopped liver, but there's something something going on with the quarterback situation that, uh, you know, we'll be looking at in, for the rest of 2021 if they get knocked off here in the first round. As far as the L.A. Chargers go, uh, on my, if you listen to my first podcast, I mentioned that Anthony Lynn, to me, was one of the worst clock management coaches or coaches, period, in the NFL. And he was fired after the final game, uh, pretty much as I predicted. Uh, that's an attractive job for somebody because you have a, an up-and-coming young quarterback, Justin Herbert, I think is really, really good. Uh, I'm not ready to put him in the Hall of Fame yet or anything like that, but that kid has a little moxie. He can throw the ball downfield. You know, he's not a statue in the pocket. Um, he has a lot of confidence. Uh, I think he's going to be a really, really good quarterback. You know, and again, Anthony Lynn, uh, you know, the Chargers went 79, you know, but they lost like seven games or something like that, seven or eight games by one score. To me, that's, that's kind of like coaching. And again, Anthony Lynn's clock management was just horrific. So with that, I want to end this show by thanking all of you LA sports fans for listening in. Please look out for this podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, whatever avenue that you get your podcast on. And uh, with that, I just want to close out with a, a few shout outs for, uh, for people who have helped me along the way. Uh, in this podcast. Yeah, yeah. This song here, it's called Up In Here by the Barcades. Again, back in the late 70s, early 80s, the Barcades. I'd like to give a shout out to, again, my Clipperholics independent writers, Ryan Snelling and Seth Kimbrough. Fansided.com, also the Basketball Podcast Network producers, Aisha Jerome and Dylan Kaiser, and again to my son Kyle, aka Jay West, singer, writer, producer. You want new school beats? Hit up Kyle on Instagram with the handle at Jay West, that is J E I W E S. Yeah, Barcades. Up in here. Thanks again, L.A. sports fans, for listening in. Looking forward to episode three. That will be coming out in a few days as well. And with that, peace.